Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Rugby. Rugby talk now. It's uh, 10.03 here on SENZ, and it's the game that this particular gentleman would have circled on the calendar when the NPC draw came out. Southland against Tasman this Sunday in Blenheim. Marty Banks is, uh, is with us, once one of the favourite sons uh, in the Tasman uniform at the top of the South Island. Now he's at the very bottom making his home in Invercargill. Good morning, Marty. How is life in the Deep South? Yeah, morning, Smithy. Um, it's, uh, it's actually good. I was, I was hoping I wouldn't ever meet Izzy Dag on this radio show, and I'm glad I've got Smithy rather than Dagger after this week. I've had him in my ear about missing a kick, and uh, I don't think I could stomach talking to him anymore this week. So, um, But yeah, the, the Deep South, uh, it's actually really good. Uh, it's turning on some beautiful weather uh, in the last few days. Today's not as good, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, all shaping up nicely to get up to some sun, hopefully, in Blenheim. What's the rugby feel like down there, mate? How's uh, uh, the, the rugby... public? What's the feel? Oh, mate, it's, uh, it's, it's, we've probably had, oh, we've had three games, obviously. We didn't play the first week back from COVID, but, uh, you know, we've probably had two games. We probably probably should have won. Um, played Otago and um, obviously lost to Canterbury last week. And, and back, and he sort of thought us with a lesson in the second half, but you know, I think the public's really, really uh, supportive of the footy players and the, the footy team. Like, it's unbelievable how much um, support we had pre-COVID. Um, just the public just get right in behind the team. And, you know, all we have to do now is just put a win in front of them and, and I'm sure we'll get even more support. But, yeah, they're just really passionate. Um, you walk around the street and um, everyone sort of knows, knows everything about the game and knows about what's coming up. The taxi drivers know what's going on and, yeah, it's a really cool environment to sort of be playing footy in. Um, sort of pretty grassroots, I guess, at a professional level. Like everyone just, just loves the game for what it is, and I think that's what's so special about South and footy. What lured you down there, mate, as opposed to perhaps returning to uh, the Nelson Marlborough area? Why the Deep South? Yeah, oh, mate, it was, it was a really tough decision. Um, at the time, I was, I was thinking I was going to go back to Japan um, sort of when I just got back. In May, I think it was. Um, so I sort of put my eggs into that basket so I wouldn't have to make a hard decision um, around trying to get a Super Rugby contract because I knew I knew to get a Super Rugby contract I was going to have to play um, some footy in New Zealand. Um, and obviously with Tasman, with the depth I've got now and, and Mitch Hunt and, and guys like that going so well, that, that opportunity probably wasn't going to be there as much as I needed it um, to push on for a Super Rugby gig. So... Um, and I guess the way I looked at it was I probably need to go somewhere that isn't directly um, aligned against Tasman. I guess I was playing club rugby in Christchurch, and um, if I think I if I think if I went to Canterbury and, and ended up playing against Tasman, it would have been a hell of a lot more awkward than um, coming somewhere like Southland and and playing against Tasman. So because I knew this game was always going to come up, and it's it's been in the back of my mind for all season and all pre-season. Um, but yeah, I was sort of coached by Dale McLeod. Um, He's a head coach down here. He coached me straight out of school. So um, sort of got that connection there. And I sort of wanted to do it for someone that um, I sort of owed, owed a bit to. And 
I would like to Dale just because he sort of took me under his wing out of high school and put me on the path to, to where I am today. Marty, and it worked, the plan worked because, of course, you've, you've got a gig. You've, you've been signed at the Highlanders. Josh Iwani is, is moving north, so um, that's going to put quite a lot of emphasis on your input coming up for the season. Yeah, mate, it was, because um, when it came down to it, I, I did have a chance to go back to Japan um, when I was talking to the Highlanders, and I sort of just put things into perspective where I am and, and sort of where I want to be and, and, and what sort of things mean to me the most at the moment, and um, yeah, the Highlanders' decision was a pretty easy one in the end, just um, being able to stay at home and come back to a team that I love. Um, obviously, the environment's changed a little bit in terms of the faces, but um, it's still the team that I, I sort of cherish and... Um, I always thought I'd finish my career with Tasman and the Highlanders. Um, obviously, might not finish it with the, the Tasman team, but I'm pretty stoked that I get to go back and, and contribute to that, that Highlanders team. It, obviously, being an older head now, my, my role's changed a little bit, but um, I'm still still thinking I can play some decent footy. Um, I'm pretty happy with sort of the way I've been playing in the first few games of uh, NPC, so I know I can contribute on the field, um, and I guess my role off the field will change a little bit in terms of helping some of these younger guys coming into the team because looking over the team now, there's some young guys coming into it, guys straight out of high school, and you know, being able to help them in one way or another would be pretty cool. Marty, uh, this weekend, uh, as we said, you're playing against uh, Tasman uh, for the Clark Dermody Cup. A lot of people were thinking it should have been for the Marty Banks Cup, but uh, Clark Dermody Cup is uh, pretty important because uh, he's uh, going to be quite instrumental in what you're doing. Yeah, Derms is um, yeah, Derms is a special man. Like I've had a, had a lot to do with Derms through the Highlanders, and um, he's actually been into the Southland um, environment a couple of times this year. He was in last week when we played Canterbury, but you know it's, it's a pretty cool um, trophy to have, I guess. You know, Derms has been in both camps. He's been up at Tasman for a few years, and obviously a, a Southland legend. So, you know, we've, we've talked about it a lot. It had, obviously it's his first year, but it's a it's a trophy we really want to have a crack at. And I don't know, being able to go up there and play. I guess Tasman, the, the benchmark team, obviously they lost against Waikato, but in our eyes, uh, they've been leading this competition for the last few years. And like to go up there and really put it against the best and to see where we stand, it's uh, it's a great opportunity for this team. And, you know, I guess for me personally, like, it, yeah, I, I, I've known it's coming and um, I'm excited about it. I'm probably lucky that there's uh, COVID restrictions on the crowd because I'll probably top a bit of abuse if, uh, if there's a full stadium there. So that, that's probably one bonus. But, um, yeah, I'm expecting it to be maybe a little bit of niggle uh, coming from the boys and from the few supporters out of there, which will add to the occasion. But, um, yeah, it's just going to be an awesome week, and I think that trophy just adds to the, the uh, game even more. So the boys are really looking forward to it. We sort of, you know, we found out where we sat in relation to Canterbury. I think um, on another day we probably beat Canterbury, and, and our, our scoreboard looked a little bit different there. But, um, yeah, Tasman's a little bit different to, to Canterbury, so we're going to have to probably stick our game up a little bit more just to, to put ourselves in the mix to win that game. Has there been any banter or have you given them the cold shoulder so far? No, I see they've put up a, a fairly horrible photo of me and, and Mitch Hunt. Mitch looked quite good in his photo and I looked about as good as I ever do, which isn't that great. So, But no, there's actually been no banter at all. Um, I've talked to James Marshall a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, there's been no fight shot fired, which is uh, interesting. As you said, you... You've gone pretty close on a couple of occasions, which has been frustrating. So 
Uh, this is a Tasman side that has uh, always been well performed, of course, but just a little vulnerable. They might have to bounce back a bit because uh, Waikato embarrassed them a wee bit, didn't they? Yeah, mate. Waikato, well, we watched that game last week, and yeah, Waikato just, just put Tasman under pressure, I guess. Tasman made probably a few mistakes when they probably could have been scoring at one end of the field, and, and Waikato scooped the ball up and go the other way. And, but yeah, I think Waikato showed that Tasman are, you know, they are a good team, but they're also human. Um, they will make mistakes, and we've just got to be prepared to put them under pressure to, to cause those mistakes. And we're probably aware of the fact that we're probably not going to get many opportunities to, to score points or score tries and stuff like that. So, yeah, we've just got to be a bit more clinical. I think we've sort of let a few opportunities slip um, across our games in terms of just um, easy sort of three-on-twos or, or fours-on-twos and stuff like that, and we're just missing those opportunities. And... Those opportunities versus Tasman probably aren't going to be there as much as teams like Otago in, um, in these early sort of couple of games. So, yeah, we're just going to have to be really vigilant. Uh, not vigilant, sorry, around um, and nailing those, uh, nailing those um, opportunities. Uh, we got a text in this morning. You might be able to help us uh, with this one, actually. When uh, the text read, uh, when do the uh, super sides uh, get finalised and and announced to, to the public in terms of their entirety, not just individual signings as such. Uh, would you have any idea if there's a, like a cut-off date for when the Highlanders uh, franchise have to be finalised with their plans? Um, in the past, a couple of years ago, I always thought it was around that sort of mid-November time. Um, don't know the exact date, but I don't know whether that time frame's changed just with the, the way the season and stuff are. But, um, and obviously I don't know when the pre-season's starting um, in terms of now NPC's probably pushed back to late November. I don't know whether Super Rugby teams now get more time to, to look at players, but yeah, I always thought it was sort of early to mid-November that the teams had to, had to be locked in, but um, I couldn't give you an exact date. Sorry, mate. Well, uh, we, we spoke earlier to, uh, to Aaron Smith. Uh, Aaron Smith uh, mentioned during the interview that he is really uh, enjoying this time away from the All Blacks in terms of refreshing himself. And one of his big focuses to be refreshed for is uh, his uh, Highlanders campaign coming up. Uh, so him inside you, the possibility of uh, maybe Falau Fokatava coming back in time. Um, those guys inside you, quite exciting, isn't it? Oh, Nuggie, he's, uh, mate, you saw the way you see him bouncing around in, in videos and stuff on, on Facebook and Instagram. He looks like he could probably go around for another 10 years. Um, I'm sure he's loving the time being back with his family and I guess being an All Black, obviously never been there myself, but they spend a lot of time away. Like it'd be so taxing on the body and, and the mind. So to see Nuggy being refreshed, that, that's going to be great signs for the Highlanders. He's uh, obviously a massive, massive part of how well the Highlanders do on the field and off the field. Um, and obviously he's, he's massive for Falau as well. And Falau's going to be a, we well, already is, a special talent. Um, and I'm sure when he gets back on the field, like he showed uh, when they played the Crusaders last year, like he, he's a special, special player. And, um, the more he can sit alongside Nuggy, and I think the more they push each other, I think it can only be beneficial for the Highlanders brand and, and New Zealand rugby in the long term. So, yeah, I'm sure um, Mitchie, Mitchie's probably got the, the first crack at the 10 jersey, and, and I'll do my best to put pressure on Mitchie. But, yeah, like I'll, I'll be happy to get whatever time I can get. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely I'm sort of making it no sort of secret that I will be going there to push Mitchie as much as I can. And, um, yeah, hopefully that can benefit the team as well. Marty, I, I would imagine you've been keeping a pretty close eye on, on the All Blacks as well. Uh, we all are, but uh, last weekend we saw a, a style of play from the Springboks that we were expecting, but when it actually you see it unfold, 
Uh, it's, it's an unbelievable style of rugby. Can you imagine uh, playing at 10 in that kind of form of the game? Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. I guess the, the one that sticked out for me was, what was about a minute to go? And I think the Springboks were down by a couple of points and they set up a box kick just inside the all back half. It's like, I don't even think that goes through uh, New Zealand rugby's heads, you know. Like, if, if, if anyone's down with two points or a minute to go, the last thing sort of any of us would do would kick the ball away. So, I don't know. They've, I guess they've got their, their style of play and, you know, like, they push the All Blacks. The All Blacks made quite a few mistakes. I guess Geordie Barrett, um, you know, diffused a few bombs and stuff like that at the back and ended up nailing that, that huge kick at the end. But, yeah, I guess uh, if it's winning rugby, it's winning rugby. I guess, you know, two two points in it. If, you know, if, if they won that game, then everyone would be praising praising South Africa for doing what they do. But, mm. yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's too con- contrasting sort of types of rugby, isn't it, the All Blacks and, and the way the South Africans play. But, It'll be interesting in this next game. Um, if, if they look to change it up, but I can't imagine they will. Just a text in, and it's not from Israel Dag, it's uh, just from a, a listener who says, uh, are they paying you in oysters down south? <laughs> I actually miss oyster season. I think I got here and oyster season was up, but I've had a couple of black oysters. Uh, I think they were from Frozen, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're weight and gold pretty much down here. They're, they're not cheap, but um, they're beautiful, wee tasting things, but... Um, yeah, I'll be looking to try and get my hands on some of them uh, early next season. So for for Nelson listeners uh, in particular, um, you know their prodigal son is returning home. I, I guess a whole lot of them would like to come and meet you at the airport and that, and that sort of that, that thing. In fact, you're playing in Blenheim, aren't you? And Blenheim people, Nelson will be going over the hill if they're allowed. Uh, Blenheim people as well uh, will want to welcome you home. So uh, uh, are you are you openly going to be uh, there or are you going to sneak in? Um, no, I'm openly going to be there, mate. I, I think, I don't know, that's a special thing about NPC. You know, like, I, I was, I've been up to Taranaki for Tasman, and I went up there and I get heckled at and words thrown at me, and I think, you know, you just got to take it for granted. grain of salt. The, the supporters are passionate. I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of people in Tasman that still message me best of luck, and, you know, uh, I'm sure when I pull that South and Jersey on, on on the weekend against Tasman, then those words might change for 80 minutes, but, you know, I've always loved Tasman. Um, like, it's a team that, like, I, I openly say I'm, I'm for Marco. Um, obviously not playing for them at the moment or probably won't possibly do it again. But, you know, I'll support the Marco any other week of the year other than this week. Um, and I guess the best result for me would be Tasman wins the, the Premiership and, and Southland wins the Championship and I'd be a happy man. So, um, but yeah, I won't be, I won't be trying to hide in Blenheim. I'll be out. I'll talk to anyone that wants to talk to me and, yeah, fuck, I, I, I just still love the region, but um, just at the moment, obviously, down, down here in Invercargill. There are websites with your name on it. There are, I mean, Marty Banks. I mean, what's it like living life as a cult figure, mate? <laughs> a cult figure, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm a cult figure. It's just that, that Facebook page is living. Um, yeah, they're probably more famous than I am, to be fair, but it is crazy. I, coming from Reston and all over did was idolise rugby players like DC. I grew up idolising him, or before him it was Mertz, and then uh, you know to meet DC and meet Mertz and play against DC. I'm just I still pinch myself every day. You know, it's um, it, it's pretty crazy that you know 15 years ago, all I wanted to do was be in this position. I never ever thought I'd ever be in this position. You know, it was sort of just a lofty sort of goal, I guess. And then to be here and uh, putting it against some of the best players in the world is. 
you know, it's pretty surreal. And like, I know at the end of the day, it's going to, it's going to finish up and it'll be a memory at the end, but to be creating memories and whether it's a win or a loss, like I take um, pleasure from every game I get to play in because it is, it is a privilege and um, it's, it's an experience that I'll get to cherish for the rest of my career, but um, it'll create memories that I can hold, hold for a long time. Just, just finally, um, as uh, we say goodbye, mate, um, and wish you all the best uh, for this weekend in particular and for what's coming up throughout the, the next part of your, your rugby chapter. Just tell us what's going to be going through your mind when you're under that first high ball that goes up this weekend and uh, you know who's coming at you. What's going to be going through your mind? <laughs> yeah, I guess there's one thing uh, Tasman's probably got. They've got, got quite a few big bodies. Uh, I know probably they'll be, they'll be sending Lester and I think Levi Moore and they got the big BGM winger, um, Jim, or Tim, I think they may be calling him. I actually haven't met him personally, but yeah, I know there'll be some big bodies coming my way and I think, um, you know, I'm prepared for that and I've, I've sort of had big bodies come away. It always haven't come off on the right side of it. But, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's just going to add to it, you know. Like, I think the challenge, you know, the challenge itself and a situation like that's coming up is, is sort of why I play footy. And um, it is going to be a massive challenge and, and uh, one I'm excited for and able to take the knocks. I'm sure everything's not going to go my way in the game, but um, I'll keep beating, getting back up and, and uh, keep chopping off. Good on you, mate. Southland. Tasman this Sunday in Blenheim uh, it'll be a must watch, a real crunch game and uh, we'll think of you uh, particularly after what we've been hearing this morning mate, uh, all the best for that and uh, for what's coming up eh? Cheers mate, cheers mate